Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews, author interviews and book reviews. Well, this is another shorter episode with just me and a bit of waffle. But this episode is called Faves and Flops because I've got three of my favourite books that I have read recently and three flops. And I'm going to cause some offence with these flops. I really am. People are not going to be impressed with me at all. So I apologise, but there we go. Now, before I get started, I do just need to talk to you quickly about audiobooks because I've noticed a bit of a thing. So I'm not sure if you are part of Spotify, but now with Spotify Premium, you get 15 hours included in the price of audiobooks. And the mistake I made was downloading one book on that. Now, on Audible, you pay per book. So if there is like a three hour book that you want to listen to, if you buy it on Audible, you're paying a full book credit for that. Whereas on Spotify, if you have your three hour book on that, you still got 12 hours to use in that month. So basically what I'm saying is I have learned the hard way that on Spotify, I need to cram in as many shorter books and leave the long books to acquire on Audible or obviously on my library or audiobook app if they're ever there. They so rarely have any decent books there, honestly. It infuriates me. Cloud Library is not an impressive library app at all. But anyway, so yeah, if you can't get them on the library app, I find using Spotify for the shorter ones because you're not limited. You could listen to five books if you want on Spotify as long as they're no more than three hours, whereas on Audible, you'd be paying five credits for that. The other thing I should say, again, my mistake, live and learn on Spotify I, it came, there was a book that I was listening to that was just more than 15 hours. And I'd listened to this book very early on in the month. 
And then I couldn't listen to the final chapter for three weeks. I mean, I could have if I wanted to pay for extra hours, but I'm sorry, I'm not going to pay for that. So I had to wait for those three weeks sort of biting my nails, thinking, oh, my goodness, how is it going to end until I could listen to it? So those are my tips from uh, a couple of months of listening to audiobooks on Spotify. But let's get stuck in to faves and flops. My first fave is one I have previously mentioned. In fact, no, I'm going to go for something I haven't mentioned before, just as a change. This book is called Scorched Grace by Margot. Now, I'm going to pronounce Margot's surname badly, and I apologise. I'm going to say it with confidence. Margot Doye. I think that's what it is. It's spelled D-O-U-A-I-H-Y. I got this book in Gay on Y, which is a brilliant shop in Hay on Y, full of original books, really good recommendations. And this was one that was recommended. And when I went to buy it, they said, oh, and there's a second one coming out soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Let me tell you a bit about this book. And I should say the cover is great. It's like a stained glass window with pinks and reds and purples on. It's got a nun on the front, smoking, and it says, A Sister Holiday Mystery. Here we go. When St. Sebastian's School becomes the target of a shocking arson spree, the sisters of the sublime blood and their surrounding community are thrust into chaos. Unsatisfied with the authorities' response, chain-smoking, heavily tattooed, queer nun Sister Holiday becomes determined to unveil the mysterious attacker herself and return her home and sanctuary to its former peace. To solve this high-stakes mystery, Sister Holiday will have to reckon with the sins of her chequered past. Her investigation leads down a twisty path of suspicion and secrets in the sticky, oppressive New Orleans heat, turning her against her colleagues, students and even fellow sisters along the way. I love this book. It's sort of, you know, funny, humorous, despite it there being murders. It's not funny, funny, funny. There's still this, you know, deep, dark theme going through it. And the minute I finished reading this book, I went straight on and pre-ordered the next one out later this year because I just, it was different, it was fresh, it was it was brilliantly written, it was absolutely superb, very, very, very good indeed. I think, yeah, just what I needed to read. So that's my first fave. I'm now going to come on to my first flop and I am going to, I'm going to annoy so many people with this, but I'm sorry I'm being honest. Prepare yourselves, everyone. My first flop in this episode is Tackle by Jilly Cooper. I think if you are a huge fan of Jilly Cooper and you've read all her books and you want to know how the characters are doing and hear the latest about them, then you may well enjoy it. But for me, it was just a no. Let me read you a bit more about it. Rupert Campbell Black, all-conquering racehorse, owner-trainer and handsomest man in England, is in the darkest of places. His adored wife, Taggy, is about to undergo chemotherapy. His beloved leading stallion has been assassinated. Now his daughter, Bianca, is badgering him to buy into a failing local football club, Searston Rovers, so he can sign up her superstar striker boyfriend, Feral Jackson. And he and Bianca can return home from Perth to look after Taggy. Rupert dislikes football and his first impressions of Searston are distinctly unfavourable. 
but as their new and indelibly competitive chairman, he won't stand for anything less than an Everest climb to the top of the Premier League. With the help of the club's ravishing and adorable secretary, Temba West, and his sassy press officer, Dora Belverden, he becomes increasingly fond of his riotous mix of players, despite bawling them out whenever they face defeat. Rupert's explosive arrival at Searston causes outrage, so the fights are as furious off the field as on, particularly when glamorous wags flood in to stir up trouble and lust after Rupert. Nor do the rival local football team, their duplicitous chairman and their corrupt dealings make things easier. Let the scandals, sabotage and seductions begin. It, you see, I'm very into Ted Lasso, the TV series, so I I like the book for that. I'm not a football fan. The, the list of characters, my goodness, long list of characters always worry me that I need to remember all those names. I thought there's 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 naughty bits in it that I didn't need to I didn't need to read. It made me uncomfortable at times. I felt a bit like it was a bit fat shaming. I didn't size shaming. I didn't like that. But so many people love Jilly Cooper. So it's a flop for me, but I'm sure people will be screaming at this podcast saying how wrong I am. And I apologise. Maybe, I mean, I was reading that while I was still in my reading slump. So maybe that had an impact as well. But I'm sorry, it, it's on the flop list this, this time, and I apologise for that. So let's be positive again. Let's have another fave. What fave am I going to tell you about next? It's one I've previously mentioned, but not gone into any detail. What You Are Looking For is in the Library by Mishiko Ayama, translated by Alison Waltz. As I previously mentioned, this book was given to me as a secret Santa gift, and this was the book that just leant forward with an outstretched hand while I was in my reading slump and pulled me up to the pastures of happy reading once more. I loved it. Let me tell you a bit more about it. What are you looking for? So asked Tokyo's most enigmatic librarian, for Sayuri Komachi is able to sense exactly what each visitor to her library is searching for and provide just the book recommendation to help them find it. A restless retail assistant looks to gain new skills. A mother tries to overcome demotion at work after maternity leave. A conscientious accountant yearns to open an antique store. A recently retired salaryman searches for newfound purpose. In Komachi's unique book recommendations, they will find just what they need to achieve their dreams. This was comforting, lovely, interesting. There are different stories about people lost in one way or another and a librarian who's central to all the stories. But how she does what she does, it's just so lovely. I, I adored this book. I bought it as a gift for somebody else as well. Really, really adored it. Fave, definitely. But now... We come on to another flop, I'm afraid. And this is another big name that I'm going to upset. And I can't believe I'm saying it, but it's a book by Claire Keegan. I love Claire Keegan's books. But this is one is called Antarctica. It's a collection of short stories. And again, it's one that I was reading when I was in my reading slump. So maybe that had something to do with it. Uh, let me tell you a bit more about it. There's an astonishing sequence of stories, a secret one night tryst in the city, a sister's revenge, a Christmas and a New Year's Eve dance, 
a missing girl. What did I think? Some of these stories were extraordinary. Some were okay. But I found two of them really deeply troubling. There was an element to it I wasn't comfortable with. I know it was written in 1999, so this is written some time ago, but it's a book that's been republished. And I think, I don't know, I think you would, you'd be careful of some of the words that are used in it that made me really uncomfortable. I don't know if you can hear how I'm holding my face as I'm talking, but I, yeah, I'm sorry, Claire. I love your books normally, but that one, Antarctica, was a flop for me. But now we come on to my last fave. Three flops, three faves this episode. And it's another translation. I think I was so happy about what you were looking for is in the library that I went straight away for another one. And this book is called Days at the Morisaki Bookshop. And it's by Satoshi Yagisawa. And it's translated by Eric Azawa. Let me tell you a little bit more about this book. From the beginning of summer to early spring, I lived at the Morisaki bookshop. I spent that period of my life in the spare room on the second floor of the store, trying to bury myself in books. The cramped room barely got any light and everything felt damp. It smelled constantly of musty old books. But I will always remember the days I spent there because that's where my real life began. And I know without a doubt that if not for those days, the rest of my life would have been bland, monotonous and lonely. The Morisaki bookshop is precious to me. It's a place I know I'll never forget. It's a short bookish, 170 pages, quite small writing, but I zipped through it. It was just another very comforting book. If you love books, you love books about bookshops. And I just thought this was lovely. It doesn't change the world but it's comforting and nice. And I wanted to know what was going to happen. I love the characters in there. I'm smiling as I think about it. Yeah, loved it. Another fave. Days at the Morisaki bookshop. And now we come to the final flop. And again, another author. I've enjoyed their other books, so I'm really sorry about this one. It's called The Sanctuary and it's by Andrew Hunter Murray. Again, reading this in my reading slump, so it's probably entirely my fault. But let me tell you a bit more about this book. Sanctuary Rock is a perfect place. The remote island is owned by a wealthy philanthropist who is building a brand new world on the ruins of the old one. Ben only came to the island to bring his fiancée Cara home, but when he arrives, he is rapidly seduced by the vision of a better way of life, as described by the charismatic and mysterious Sir John. Before long, he decides to stay. But the island holds darker secrets than Ben could ever have suspected. Then he learns the only route back to the mainland is about to close for good, and his own life may be in terrible danger. I loved Andrew's previous book, The Last Day, I love the premise of this book. I just couldn't get into it. It didn't win me over. I thought it was well plotted, it was well written, but it just it just didn't draw me in. And so saying these books are flops, that's probably very unfair. But just in that moment at that time, it, they weren't ones. This wasn't one that I enjoyed. So apologies for that. Do you want me to go over the books? I don't think, well, okay, let's zip through them. So my three faves were Scorched Grace by Margot 
Doi. I'm sorry, I'm not even sure how I'm supposed to pronounce that, but it was a brilliant book. My next fave was What You Are Looking For Is In The Library by Mishoko Ayama. And then finally, Days at the Morisaki Bookshop by Satoshi Yagasawa. My three flops, I'm so sorry about this, I apologise, don't hate me, is uh, The Tackle by Jilly Cooper, Antarctica by Claire Keegan and The Sanctuary by Andrew Hunter-Murray. Will that stop me wanting to read more books by these authors? Certainly I'll read Claire Keegan's books Till the Cows Come Home and Andrew Hunter-Murray's books. Jilly Cooper, I don't know, I'll just have to see. The jury's out on that one. But that's it. What if, Have you read any of those books? Have you liked them? What have been your faves? What have been your flops? Tell me everything. I love hearing from you. You can find us on the QuickBook Reviews Facebook group. You can find us, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter and all the, or X as we're supposed to call it, and all the other social media places. But just look after yourselves and I'll talk to you very soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one, ever. See you again soon. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.